Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. Let's get you flash the little. Did you flash the little banner in there? <laughs> I was like, oh, it was, before it goes live. Let's get it up. One of the things Jamie Lee and I commit to do every week um, is uh, make a checklist of things that we're we're gonna do, and we still haven't made that checklist. We got the checklist in our head, and it's gotten a lot it's, better. It's gotten better. It's for it's like double unders. We're 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 linking ten now. It's but okay. Keep it authentic, you know? Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, welcome, Amanda Hari. Hi. Thanks Thank for you. joining our podcast. Yeah. Our, yeah, our, you know, our video podcast. It's good to have you on here. And there's, there's, a, it, with, with Amanda, I already, like, I already have like about 10 things I want to ask her and talk to her about. Um, there's we could this could go really long if we wanted to so we got to be careful so i have until three oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she's giving you the go ahead right Two thirty. um i'll give a you got a train too still so oh yeah yeah you don't i'll get, cut I'll get that in trouble out. if i don't okay. yeah, you don't want to cut that out <laughs> amanda is a member here you've been a member here now for about a little over a year i just hit two years it's i got like my email years. yeah okay. yeah yeah, right, you, you came in like right around right pandemic. after the open in March of 2021. Okay. okay. I did the open in the city in San Francisco. I just moved here and um, I lived in the city. Right. I lived in San Francisco. And after that experience, I decided I needed to be <laughs> at a different gym. I, I wasn't at any specific gym in the city. I was bouncing around to different gyms and they were doing some different things with pandemic protocols. So I just wasn't it wasn't the right fit and i'd heard of diablo crossfit because i had been doing crossfit since 2014 like i knew the name i had no idea where it was in relation to san francisco and when i looked it up on google maps i'm like oh it's like 27 miles there's a chance i can get over there depending on traffic and the time of day i'm going so i came over i did my little like walkthrough intro with your wife yvonne and uh, craig's wife and uh I like the gym and decided to sign up and come out here six days a week from San Francisco, Commuting. 27 miles each way, depending on traffic, sometimes a half hour, sometimes an hour and a half. So Amanda, if you haven't already noticed, is a professional at this. She's, yeah. already, she's already looking into the camera, <laughs> smiling, addressing the camera. Like, so it, instantly people are going, anybody that's watching this on YouTube or in Facebook is instantly going to recognize our uh, lack of talent at doing this and Amanda's talent and what a talented person looks like and an experienced person looks like at doing this. She is a, uh, also a reporter with, can we say the name or not a lot? Sure. Cron4. Okay. Yeah. With Cron4 in San Francisco and does on the site reporting. What's cool about that. Well, what's maybe not cool about it, but what people don't understand about it. A lot of it is she does all on her own. She doesn't yeah, have a camera own. crew. It used to be back in the day to have a camera crew and they'd set mm -hmm. up for you. And now with technology, she's able to do it on her own, but then it forces her to have a much more, a much wider range of skill sets um, and does it on the street um, and in San Francisco or on site or wherever she is in the Bay Area reporting, which is cool. And then she's created also in the last year, created her own um, video log or vlog, as it's referred to in the CrossFit space. And that is quickly growing and gaining a huge following. And what's, what's interesting about it from our perspective, from Diablo's perspective, just to give you some spin up before we get into the whole conversation, 
there's a there's a lot of gyms, and we've had this in the past with us before, where people um, promote their media here in our gym or in other gyms. As a matter of fact, I was listening to Nicole Christensen's podcast on Fit Affiliate with uh, uh, talking about CrossFit Roots mm-hmm. and how Camille LeBlanc Bazinet and Dave Lipsom. Um, who started their bodybuilding program were doing it in her gym and she had to ask them to stop because their programming and what they were doing was not consistent with CrossFit. She's a passionate CrossFitter. And and in the past, we've had people come in and twitch their workouts and we've had to tell them, hey, this is no 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 twitch at Diablo, <laughs> especially know. the the strategic placement of oh, the grab camera. certain oh, individuals yeah. behind yeah. The, in the background. Actually, I had Alessandra Pacelli said, "Hey, every time I'm <laughs> training here, this girl's here, and then she I see her adjusting her cameras her, her workouts so that Alessandra oh, yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> but um, with on the other on the contrary though, uh, with Amanda and what she does here in her promotion one of crossfit she is love crossfit obviously in love <laughs> passionately in love with crossfit no. like literally maybe guilty of loving crossfit more than most of us here at the gym which is just exactly the type of irrational exuberance that we want people to have within our community and within the crossfit world so that they the fact that i'm able to vicariously support that through your show is awesome and then we just get her audience is huge and we, and and diablo's name is in it throughout and she yeah. says our name all the time i purposely do that i, I want know. people to know that i'm here and uh i want people to support your gym and a lot of people know diablo like i said i had heard of diablo years before i came here i probably heard diablo's name first in 2014 wow i didn't know where pleasant hill california was right but i knew <laughs> what diablo was right so it just it's in the CrossFit space and people know it and it has a good reputation in my opinion. Yeah. I think a lot of people's opinion. That's cool. The, on the, I don't know, you, you've got questions. I got questions. Should I just start? Yeah. Tell me, tell me about the, the vlog, why you decided to start your vlog. And by the way, if you haven't gone to it, um, I would, I, I would go to it. I would watch this even if I wasn't Diablo, um, because it it's very relatable. I to, try to be relatable. Right. Yeah. To the to the just the person that does CrossFit. She says the average CrossFitter, and I say the average CrossFitter too, but in the comments I've seen in the comments before, she gets accused of not being average. She gets yeah, accused sometimes. of being above average CrossFitter. Slightly she, above average. I mean, you were in the top 10%. So I was, yeah. <laughs> she did make quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's not average. She is a bad she's a bit of a badass. You know, Craig made quarterfinals too. And Craig won the games. Does he ever talk about that? He won the games. It's I never come did up that. once or twice. Uh, <laughs> but um, so what why did you decide to to do the vlog thing? I think um, it's something I thought about for a long time. Like I loved watching CrossFit content. When I started CrossFit, it was 2014, 2015. I was a senior in college. And every morning I would wake up and check the CrossFit Games YouTube channel. I was looking to see if uh, Sean Woodland, if they put up an yeah. update show, that was back when they did a ton of content. Yeah. And every single morning I was like, is there something new? Is there something for me to watch? So I loved consuming CrossFit content for years. Like I did that every day and I make content myself with my job. And I'm like, yeah. I have all these ideas and thoughts about CrossFit. Why aren't I doing that? 
I had volunteered at the games as a media volunteer and I was assisting some of these people making content. And I'm like, I can do this. I can make this stuff. Who says I can't have a voice in this? Yeah. So I just decided to throw my hat into the rink and see what happened. And I started it last year in March of 2022 with the open because I'm like, that's some good content, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's easy content that a lot of people can relate to. And I wanted to make quarterfinals last year and I did. It was my first time attempting. Well, I didn't make quarterfinals in 2021 when I did the masks in San Francisco. Uh, the masks, I said masks. I did yeah. the workouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, You're the masks in yeah. San Francisco. That's right. That's right. I got, P, I got PTSD too from that. It's I, I did the workouts masked in the oh, city. Yes. I did all of the open masked in 2021 wow. in the city. Did they, did they make you wear that in during the open workout in the yeah. gym? I did that oh one with the wall God. walks and double unders with a mask. No. On. Yeah. And then I did one outside so that I didn't have to be masked oh, man. in silence. Wow. So terrible. I did one. I didn't make it. I have only done one workout mask. That was in Boulder, Colorado when I went out for that. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, I, and because it was with Sanitas, with Eric Rosa and all those folks. And I just felt, yes, it was at Sanitas. Yeah. Felt like I needed to wear a mask. It was awful. It's so constricted. People that were able to do that, hey, my hat's off to you if you're able to do that. I I got panicked. It's like where one of those like gas, like remember yeah, those, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. those gas those breathing the, restrictors, yeah. altitude training masks. Well, I had just moved from Oklahoma the week before the open. Wow. Oh, man. And Oklahoma didn't have any mask protocols. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were closed down during the first six weeks, but sure, Oklahoma like was closed down for six weeks. Yeah. yeah. And they opened, I think, May 1st, um, 2020. And that was it. Uh, yeah. That was the end of all uh, of the restrictions. So coming out here, I wasn't really accustomed to them. I had done like no workouts masked. And now all of a sudden being thrown into the open masked. I don't know if I would have made it to quarterfinals either way, right, right. but I don't think that assisted in my efforts to make it to quarterfinals <laughs> the first year of them. So I did start my vlog with my push to make quarterfinals in 2022. Oh, okay. So that was sort of the whole idea behind it. And then I just started sharing my CrossFit experience and things that I was interested in, topics I wanted to talk about. And I went to events I wanted to go to. So I ended up going to that fitness freedom event for street yes. parking mm -hmm. that was so because cool. I'm like, I'll just reach out and see if like I can bring my camera and get some footage there. And they were cool with it. Yeah. And Woolian spoke with me and stuff like that. So it was all really great. And I could make that content. And then I applied for a media pass for the games. And I went to that as media this year, as opposed to assisting media. And that was fun. It felt like a step up. And that is actually where my vlog really took off mm, because I made a video about, well, before that, Andrew Hiller spotted me doing a live stream, kind of like something like this, but I was previewing semifinals at that time. And he liked my live stream. He reached out to me and told me, I'm going to make a video about you. He didn't ask. He just said, I'm yeah. going to make a video about you. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, go for it, whatever you want to do. And it was all positive. And it gave me a ton of subscribers and watch hours from that. And then I did that video at the games where I talked about Tia Claire Toomey retiring or potentially retiring. And that got 23,000 views, which is my yeah. most viewed video. So that one was recorded in a bathroom. Yeah. And that is my most viewed video. Wow. I was sitting on a toilet, like with the toilet closed. That's right. a trip. But the was that at the games then? Yeah, it was in my or, hotel. Okay, okay. It was at the games. It was right after it finished the last night and it went up like while I was on the plane yeah. on the way back to here, San Francisco. And it blew up like while I was on the plane. 
That's I had like more views on that video oh, than any me. video I'd put up. And it was in the bathroom because the lighting in the actual, you know, hotel room was yellow or like orange. I looked like an Oompa Loompa. I filmed it <laughs> the first day and it was so bad, but the lighting in the bathroom wasn't bad. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just like make it like a tight shot. So you can't tell as much that I'm oh like, there's like a God. top of toilet behind me. <laughs> The plumbing is right yeah, there. Yeah, like you can. That's so great. I love stories. Um, like but this. the lighting was so much better. Yeah. Right. So I did it in there. That's what it's about. We yeah. did this with Harold. It was lighting and yeah. sound. And it looked really good. So I was like, we're going to record this in the bathroom. And then it ended up being 23,000 views on the, this video. The editing that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for not only for the show, but then also for your cover art. It, yeah. Is, do you do more for your video log than you do, say, for Cron 4? Yes. Okay. And how did you learn those? Because is it all self-taught? Did you take a class? Did you master's class or did you just... I went to school for broadcast journalism. Okay. So I went to Syracuse University in upstate New York. Oh, boy. Go Orange. School. Yeah. I loved Syracuse. Yeah. Great school. Great basketball program in the past, I guess. Not now, yeah. but it'll get better. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, coach was fired recently. Yes. A lot of stuff going on there. Yes. But I went for broadcast journalism and there they definitely push us towards the idea that like, you're going to be doing everything. It's multimedia journalism. You're not going to just be reporting, get to focus on just that. If you're lucky, maybe you can do just that. But especially when you're starting out, you're going to do everything and you should anticipate doing everything. So you need to be able to shoot, edit. All of that stuff is really important. So I learned that there. I took some classes about shooting video. I took some classes about editing and oh, cool. I did all that while I was there too. I even worked at a TV station a couple, like an hour away, freelanced when I was still in college to get some experience and get oh. some stuff on the air. So I've been doing this, like editing video since like 2014. I can, uh, I think confident, confidently say you're probably one of the most experienced media oh, people sure. that are in the CrossFit media space. Savan's more experienced. Savon, uh, well, yeah, but, he, but sure in terms of his, that. but uh, <laughs> yes, he is in terms of his own experience. But he did he did he educate himself or did he get professional education for it? I don't know, but he worked at CrossFit for oh, a long right, time. So he for prob- a long time that I remember yeah. listening to I one mean, of in his terms own. of experience, yes, but in terms of it like professional education, really. I don't know if it, it. I don't know if it was. I mean, you could. I'm not going to speak for him, but I remember listening to a, one of his podcasts and he was commenting on the fact that he was actually homeless for a little while. Yeah. And oh yeah, he was like saving, five, saving up money. I was like four or five years. I thought it was just two years, yeah. and it was just like he's just fed up with all the bullshit. Right. And he was like, "I'm just gonna go live in Santa in my, Cruz." My car. Yeah. yeah, but then he said every time he got money, he would invest into camera equipment and computer equipment, yeah. and then that's kind of how it started his journey in that. He wasn't doing drugs or anything like that. Yeah, definitely not. But you weren't homeless. I was never yeah. homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been homeless. Yeah. But you know, I'm always anticipating just yeah. in case. You never know. <laughs> and so <laughs> prepare for the end. So when you, I unknown. always prepared. So when you create um your your video content now, mm-hmm. how often do you try to publish, first of all? Mm-hmm. And then second of all, um, how do you choose your content? Do you have like an overriding theme that you're thinking about when you're publishing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well the theme's CrossFit. So okay. <laughs> CrossFit or CrossFit competition? Um, I think it's just CrossFit, CrossFit as a whole, because I think it's just as important to show like everyday CrossFit because while the competition is really impressive and, um, it's what a lot of people watch for. It's what Greg Glassman got a little bit concerned about actually. That's right. Um, 
I think the real magic is what is happening in the gyms and how lives are changing every single day by the stuff we do right here. And like you've won the games. That is awesome. But I think you've probably changed more lives by opening this gym and by impacting people to start moving and changing their lives and learning that you can do anything at any age, regardless of your background, because I never played a sport. I have no athletic background. My athletic background is CrossFit. Yeah. So I like to talk about that kind of stuff too, because I want anyone to know that anyone can do this, that what I'm doing is possible for you and your mom and your kid. Like it's possible for everyone. So CrossFit as a whole, you know, health, fitness, wellness, that kind of stuff is the overarching theme of it. Um, but I do have like some, a list of some videos I want to make ideas I have, but I do also just document what I'm doing because I think people like authentic content and real content versus curated content. So I like to see things that are like things that they can be doing, things that they relate to. And that's something that I try to put in there and I try to interact with my community and sometimes even pull them into my videos. Like I did some videos predicting the open workouts and I asked mm. people in the comments like, hey, comment what your prediction is and I'll probably use it in the video so that people can feel like they're a part of this. Like this is a community. It's not just me. It's me sharing my experience so that I can connect with the greater CrossFit community and maybe encourage some people to try CrossFit yeah. because it is like so many people, every once in a while, I get people who at my job, people I work with who are like, oh my God, that's so hard. You're so fit. Like anyone can do this. All of it is infinitely scalable. Like every workout can be scaled up or down. I like Jamie knows about this. Do you have your L1? I don't. Wow. That's a good, that'll Not be yet. good. That's going to be a great episode. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. It's <laughs> but, the whole but, series but you're, right there. Like you're in terms of, the, your content source, which is your own experience, in my mind as an affiliate owner, you are an ideal member. I mean, you're an ideal member because nice. you're passionate about CrossFit. You're learning more than just what we're teaching you. You're delving into and learning more. But then also you're dipping your toe into the competitive side of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe an maybe an aspiration to go to the games, but for the most part, you're doing it to to just get your make yourself yeah. better. Yeah. And, and you're experiencing all aspects of CrossFit um, at the same time. Like you're, I could, I, if I had to have someone here telling the story of, you know, how to really enjoy this whole process, make friends, build community, um, become more fit, get others involved. Like you're one of those people. Yeah. And which makes it ideal for your, for your vlog. Yeah. The community part of CrossFit too, is something I really would like to talk about because it has been so important to me. Because I've moved so much since 2015, I've lived in, I was in Syracuse, New York in 2015. Then I was in Rochester, Minnesota. Then I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Madison, Wisconsin, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now I live here in Northern California. So I have bounced around a lot. And because of that, I don't have a lot of people I know in these areas. Like I knew no one when I moved to any of these places. I had no friends, no family. And finding the right CrossFit gym is how I've built community uh -huh. and I've made friends. And it's also the people that I'm most connected to after leaving those places. The people I'm still friends with a lot of the time yeah. are people from my CrossFit gyms. So I often compare finding my CrossFit gym to comparing to finding your church. 
because yeah. a lot of people when they move to a new place, they have to find the right religious community if that's something that's important to them. Right. Um, it's not really something that is big for me, but CrossFit and health and wellness is big for me. So it's, this is where I find my community. It, yeah, I was just saying, it's like finding your community. Mm -hmm. yeah. They talked about that in that video about from CrossFit Auburn, mm -hmm. and the guy talked about moving into town. Yeah, that, that really nice video from CrossFit, and he yeah. said, "I he goes, I didn't have any friends in town, so I, you know, I had some family." He goes, "But I wanted to make friends, so he joined the gym." This last weekend, and in my email, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, we were going to talk about that. Um, I posted this week be, um, the how many members of Diablo got together outside of Diablo. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was it was really kind of a remarkable weekend. It was just right this weekend, just right? this weekend, because yeah. the pictures kept coming in for like on my social media feed. Yeah, Ernie and April and and uh, who else was there? Maria. There's about and uh, they all got together and went to Hog Island uh, Oyster Club. Oh wow, it's awesome! Or, or yeah, and, and it was That's a big. Cool. There's a, it's like eight of them there. Yeah, and then uh, the, a whole group of people went on Saturday. Kim and and Monica and Marie again, and then a bunch of them went on a ruck on Saturday mm -hmm. up in open space. And then on Sunday morning, Carrie Olson got together with Ian and Dana and Amy, and they all went on a ruck. And these so pictures are showing up. Mm -hmm. right? And I, so I, I thought, man, what a great thing to, to talk about in, in our email this week is how, and I love it as a, as an affiliate owner, I'm loving it. It's yeah. like our community is getting together, doing healthy things outside of our yeah. community. But the more of that within this community that happens, the more likely they are to stay here longer term. If all your friends are coming here, yeah. you ain't leaving here. So as a affiliate owner, it makes me happy from that perspective, yeah. from the business perspective, it's very healthy, but it's also healthy in terms of the, of getting outside and doing healthy things and living a healthy lifestyle. And we didn't even mention that, that, that I had to, I was texting, uh, uh, Jackson. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like gestures, like someone big. Is that <laughs> yeah. what you said? So, Jackson's you tall. It, He's that, six that, four. That's that, that's em it. that <laughs> empty space on the podcast. If you're just listening was me doing hand gestures to describe Jackson, <laughs> who's actually been here on the podcast, but Jackson had an event at his house. And there's probably 12 or 13 of us yep. Diablo reps there that yeah. were kind of celebrating the end of yeah with the end of the open, the, the end of the open, not the end of the season, and the open and end of a lot of our seasons. And, and amazing, but not the overalls, not their season. Not Amazingly, their. there was no group picture there, and Brittany oh, yeah. was there, which normally that's there's no the, pictures. Yeah, and there's no pictures. Interesting. We were yeah. all enjoying ourselves. We were all enjoying which ourselves is good. in the it's moment. So we, I couldn't even include out. that picture. And then this morning, the five Amers, Erica, Justice. And Amy mm -hmm. and Min, they get pissed off at me for not putting pictures of their event that they got together. So there's probably like, what did they do? I don't know. Tell them to post to the social media. <laughs> tag. To, yeah. yeah. Are they Craig, tagging anybody? I told them to tag them. I said, they probably got me blocked. Craig Hadward, <laughs> Diablo, whatever it is. <laughs> no, I doubt that. But as a, like, I couldn't, there, there are affiliate owners out there. Side note, there are affiliate owners that they get FOMO. hurt. Well, yeah. they get FOMO, yeah, yeah. Because they weren't invited. Yvonne and I are 60, so we're like, these things can happen, and we didn't get invited. Like, I was surprised to see you actually at, at Jackson's thing. I wasn't sure if you were going to be there. Someone invited the old guy. <laughs> you guys were sitting in the back, like, you know, the patriarch and matriarch of, like, the family. They were, like, sitting right, like, in I feel like that's corner. what it was like last year, too, when we did it at our house. Well, it's you like, guys you were know, just hanging out the are, Like, we don't want to be the, the old guy in the bar, you know? Like, hey, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, yes, your family friends. I know, and everybody's so welcoming. They, I mean, People they would come back. up and ask if they could talk to him. Like, can we, can we talk to you for a second? Can we have a second of your time? Yeah, kind of a bodyguard standing <laughs> there. <laughs> that was Nathan. Yeah, Nathan yeah. Was, was my bodyguard. 
No, but it was really cool to see. And and then uh, there, there's probably six or seven groups that got together. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's awesome because that's that's it is like a church. Yeah. And it and it brings people together. But and that is the CrossFit experience. But that keeps people coming back into class more than anything else. They want. They're already talking about the workout the next day. Like yeah. was, that's a topic of conversation. Yeah, and you put up these groups. You put up the workouts every day here. My first gym only put them up in the morning. Huh. I used to like wake up at six a.m. on the oh, yeah. dot and go back to sleep because I was in college. But I'd wake up right on the dot at six o'clock and like look to see like what is the workout today? Does it have thrusters? Am uh -huh. I gonna cry? I'm like that's. <laughs> that was like main site. Main site would always post at five o'clock. So it was right. like, at five o'clock, I had it seven the timer. Oh, what's, that's what's right. tomorrow's main site workout? We started posting seven days in advance primarily because athletes, like competitive athletes, wanted to know what the workouts were going to be for the week for themselves. Yes. Like, So if you've, if you've got someone programming for you, you want to know what you're going to mm -hmm. have to plan for for the week. And I, we started to extrapolate, well, our average members probably want to know the same thing. Yeah, and some <laughs> well, people can't make it here every day. Yes. Well, that's the other thing, right? I think, yeah. I think the, one of the main reasons why we did start posting the whole week was because we had these clear progressions and we wanted yes. people to be able to, you know, prioritize, prioritize what their week was going to look like. Yeah. Don't skip leg day. Yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't skip those lifts, those yeah. skills. And so your view, your viewership now, how many, how many subscribers do you have and like how many average views do you have on your videos? Um, I think it varies. So my subscribers are 2,600, which is still less than you guys. But I feel like I have a more you active 2,600. Yeah, I'm a lot newer. <laughs> so I've only been posting for a year. So over this right. year, I've gotten 2,600 subscribers. So that's, that's pretty good, that's, that's awesome. in my opinion. Um, if Especially I post the volume some, of videos you got yeah, there too. Yeah, so if I post something that's relevant and searchable, those videos can have like five to 8,000 views on yeah. them. If I post something that's more of like a vlog, just of my experience of something, those have between like one and a half and 2K, sometimes 3K. Um, those tend to be a little bit less mm -hmm. because those are just views from my community that yeah. is invested in my experience and curious about what I have to say. So things vary because there's sometimes, it depends on who the video is for. Related to that, I want to want to stay on this topic a mm -hmm. little bit because there's a ton of content out there from the buttery rose Craig Kenny to to Savon to others that tend to gravitate toward. Now we're in the competition season with we CrossFit are. Games, but they tend to gravitate towards the game stuff and the games athletes. Do you think it's in response to that uh, viewership that you're more likely to get more views if you lean into that? Yeah, for sure. Because I think those are the things that are searchable, right? No one's searching like normal crossfitter at a gym oh. people are searching danny spiegel mm -hmm. okay like that's what they're searching people are searching rich froning what is he doing okay. that's what people want to like that's not that that's necessarily what people want to see that's what people know to search right they don't know how to find the other things yeah so i picked up a ton of subscribers like four or five hundred over the open just putting out videos about the open because people we're curious about the open. They're all doing it. They're all doing the same workouts. And that's a searchable thing. And that's a searchable thing. That's People are looking up how to prioritize or how to prep for the open, how to, what they should expect to get on 23.1. And I put up videos on that. I put up videos on what I got. I put up videos right away mm -hmm. about what I got before a lot of people even did the workout. I started doing them Thursday night so that yeah. I could put up a video. So Friday morning, when a lot of people are starting to do the workout, they're like, oh, this is what Amanda got. I want to beat her. So they could do that. Or they're like, or maybe if they don't, 
aren't quite as experienced as me that'd be like, I want to get close to her. So it, a lot of people found my channel through that and subscribed and stayed. It's fascinating, but it's, and it, it's irksome for me because it, does that then drive the media attention on CrossFit? Like, does it lean towards the CrossFit games only because people simply, because, view, because you know, you're going to get the views, it, not you just yeah. um, in general, in general, the, I think the CrossFit games is sexy. Yeah. It, the CrossFit games is sexy. I but know. I mean, when you think about like the open, like that's something that's searchable. Everybody has, you know, like think, think of like when the workouts announced, like, how am I going to approach this? How am like, what, you know, is this weight going to be doable or what weight should I, yeah. but the fact that you're publishing a video mm -hmm. Thursday night, essentially, yeah. they're getting that information. So if anything, it's just, it's like us, it's like me or you waiting to see when the workout gets posted. Yeah. You know, it's like that antsy. Well, and, and I guess for you, and that's one of the reasons why I, I genuinely like your podcast and the approach you're taking with it is because it's the bait that can bring people in. And mm -hmm. I don't mean it like clickbait. Mm -hmm like some people do. I, I mean, in terms of it's the bait that'll draw people in because they're, that's what they're fishing Interested for. In. Yeah. But then you can bring them in and give them the whole experience. Yes. You have to play the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have, yeah. you have to do that. But once you like get them in with like the candy, you can feed them their vegetables Yeah, mm -hmm. and yep. like tell them that. more about it. So I, I have to lean into that, but I right. also like talking about the open. And I think the yeah, open is, is something it's, everyone should do. Like well, it's not the it, game. What, what's cool about the open. And, and that, I guess that's the point is that it's relatable to everybody, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's the, not, it's the, the common ground. We all, we all know. Yeah. And, and we can, I can talk to Jamie, but I can talk to you, but I can talk to, you know, all of our members about how it. many people did you have signed up? Uh, we ended up having a hundred and seven. No, yeah. 70? Like 170. Oh, I mean, no, I think 182 because oh. we were just below the 200 mark because I know I was competing against CrossFit Roots, right. damn it, and uh, CrossFit Fort Vancouver. Fort Vancouver, yeah. But how many people are going to go to the games from that group? Um, from our, how many people from our group are going to go to the games? Yeah. Good point. Yeah, like I we got two so far that are still in the game. Yeah, we have two that are in it. I don't want to jinx anybody. But that's the thing. Like, yeah, most yeah. people that are signed up aren't going to the games. Oh, Most yeah. people don't have that's any aspirations that's true. That's true. to go to the games. So the open is a community event. Yeah. It's for all of us. And I think like, I like the open being what it is. Like there's been some talk so about I. the open, not being a qualifier for really semifinals. People have talked about Craig just yeah. rolled his eyes. People have <laughs> talked about that. People I have, have not heard that. Yeah. People mm -hmm. are like, it shouldn't be because then it like, you have to watch all the standards and stuff like that. And what right. if, what if people are cheating at their the, home gyms? That people should be able to bypass the open. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Or there'll be a separate competition, but if there's a separate competition just for like the elites, less people are going to do the actual open. Yeah, that's right. It needs to stay like this yeah, in my 100%. opinion, in my yeah. opinion. Just, no, I, I agree <laughs> with that. Cause I mean, like you said, it's, it's, it's a community event, but it's, it's a giant net that they're putting out there to capture as many people mm -hmm. as possible. And when it comes down to standards and doing it in your gym, it's just like any other competition. Yeah. Like if you want to do a workout and not post something, then just go to class, do the workout, do don't, the workout. Of don't the day. Sign up. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, you don't have to do the open, the, but you should. I agree. The yeah. angst <laughs> that people have about the open standards, measurements, and those types of things, I think are all uh, excellent indications of future progress yes 
Growing pains. Growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the we, we have to go through this mm-hmm. process in order to get better. And it's going to get better. And I the people that are in charge, I think that's the thing that a lot of people forget. So they just assume that the people at CrossFit either don't care or don't yeah. know or aren't seeing it, aren't reading the comments. They are. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult to this is a very big ship that takes a long time for, yeah. for it to turn. You can turn the wheel, but it's gonna take a while for it to yeah. Make its turn. People are also acting like we're getting the wrong people to semifinals or regionals. And that generally isn't happening. Like we're not seeing people show up at semifinals with, you know, 150 pounds snatch. Yeah. For this the men. Is, like this that's, is, we're this not is, seeing that. This has been my point all along. And I'm, I'll make this comment often online. And sometimes I'm attacked for it. <laughs> the best of the best are going to end up at the games. When we arrive at the games in Madison, the top it, the top 40 men and women will be the top 40 men and women. You can change this process, the workouts, how they f- um, submit them, all that stuff. As much as you want, the same people are going to be there. You see very few like far outliers, like yes. someone that just like can't do, gets on the field and can't do anything because they're like, they program burpees in the open. So I just got through because I can burpee like that. That's it doesn't happen. I mean, no. the only time that that actually did happen was when they did the national champions. Okay, that was a different. That was a totally no, but, different but process, that was, and, and that was part of that. And they right. a ton of but, people. But they, but they, they talked about that. Yeah, and understood that that was going to happen with yeah. the national champions. That's true, we that's lost true. half the field after the first event, so well, that's right. they didn't matter and that much. And Dave created that very awesome first event for that purpose. That was an awesome work, and it just filtered everybody out it was the main site workout for the day it was oh that's right remember yeah, that i do they put a lot of I the main site workouts <laughs> up there it was a 185 snatch 185 snatch it's like one, legless rope climbs like, running yes. yeah it was like two or three legless rope climbs for like, like three rounds he knew exactly how to filter yeah it was brilliant just throw a heavy barbell in there on the turf i think that threw a lot of people yes. off too do you know that Dave watches this podcast and that's why you're saying that? <laughs> no. <laughs> he has watched this podcast. I don't know that he watches everyone. I doubt it. He's a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. Even now. Um, admittedly, though, Dave and I are friends. Um, the um, th- One of the questions I asked earlier that we got sidetracked on, how what's your target... F- Oh. And this is me. I was just going to ask, yeah, like, how, how often? Are how you often publishing? are you pu- publishing? Yeah. Or do you have a goal for yourself to publish? Yeah, twice a week. Okay. Okay. Um, which is kind of a lot. I think when I started this whole thing, when I first had the idea, when I'm like, I'm going to start posting, it was once a week. That was my idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to do anything halfway. I like to commit to things. Commit to it. Yeah. And I thought that I could build more by posting twice a week. You don't need to post every day. Like I think posting over every day sometimes for some channels can be oversaturation and people aren't going to watch that many videos. But I think twice a week is a good amount because I think it's like enough time for people to miss you a little bit. Like, oh, what's she up to? Why hasn't she posted yet? Mm, Right. So and once a week, it just didn't feel like I could build fast enough with just once a week. Do you have a target amount of time that you're editing your video to? I have to give myself like cutoffs. Because I'll work for a really long time and I'm like, why are you still working on this? Get right. too far into the weeds with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no one's going to notice that little thing you're trying to do. And like, it's diminishing returns, right? Like, yeah. it's not going to make more people view it. Right. It's just going to make me spend more time on it mm-hmm. and take more time away from other things. Mm-hmm. So I have to like force myself to have balance and say, hey, you're going to only edit for two or three hours and then you're going to be done. 
that's the creative side. You have a creative side too. Your artist side. That's the Harold said this almost identical thing because he gets he gets starts getting deep into the weeds about oh well, I need to change this. I need to change this angle. I need to change. I need to redo that. Yeah. And you can get so far into it that. There are times I'm like, I'm going to edit for 10 minutes just to like get a couple things done. So I yeah. have some stuff on the timeline. And then I look down, it's like an hour later. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? I'm like, I was on a roll. I had things I was doing. Right. I had ideas. It was, it was yeah. moving. I didn't want to stop. Like once things are like the creative juices are yeah. flowing and you're once kind you have of the going. Flow. Once you're yeah. in a flow, it's hard. To you don't want to stop yeah. always. And sometimes I won't stop because so, like I don't have children like mm -hmm. you guys do or commitments like that. I have a dog and, you know. I have to take care of him and I do that and I have a job and I go there and I do that. <laughs> she was, but, she, was she, train, she, she was here. Go, yeah. She was almost late for our podcast because she was taking care of a dog. And that's yeah. the best to me. That's the best excuse in the world. Other than kids, like kids and dogs, <laughs> I don't have that. you get a pass. Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure he has the best life possible. <laughs> yeah, That's well, really that's important so to me. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing the right job then. I try. <laughs> um, do you, is there a magic uh, amount of, time is there a long format short format do you go do you shoot for 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour so it's interesting you ask about like at least time of the actual vlog um harold once told me when i first started he's like you should make these shorter and i did try that for a couple seconds right yeah and uh, well he does different type of content yeah, he than does me. and he yes. has different viewers and he has very different viewers mm -hmm. and i started doing longer content especially like really long during the open and i was like I literally said, I do, I do some voiceovers over the workouts and I'm like, this is going to be a long one. Sorry. Uh, I'll make shorter videos later on. And people are like, I love the long ones. Like yeah. I want to hang around for this whole thing. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I can do that. Yeah. I can make these like this long, especially if I'm going to show like the whole workout and talk over it. It just gives me time to kind of hang out with the viewers like this. Mm -hmm. And like, it's almost like a podcast and I get to talk about the specific workout. So I found that my viewers do like longer videos and if they don't like that one they can just turn it off yeah I, yeah like, i i like the 45 minute to hour and a half format too because yeah. i listen to it on my drive mm -hmm. and so for example this morning i listened to uh, a peter atia podcast which is an hour long i listen to it on the way in and then i keep my headphones in while i'm setting up the gym for class i'm listening to it as it's great and then i know i'm excited about my drive home because i'm going to finish that yeah that whole piece and and that's to me is a great amount of content when it's like 15 minutes i'm like damn i gotta find something yeah. else yeah like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah that's it sends I, you down hate, the rabbit hole trying yeah to find i hate stuff. finding stuff well i think people are coming to youtube for very different content yeah. they're coming to tiktok oh, right. for well sure that's right so i think people are coming to youtube at least when i'm going to youtube i want to see something longer i'm yeah. like oh i want to hang too. out with these people yeah, yes yeah i want to like hear about what's going on where tiktok people just want to like scroll and like they're passively watching TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like they're just kind of like scrolling through and the algorithm's telling them to watch this for three seconds and that's it. Where YouTube, you have more choice in the matter. So people are like electing to watch you. They're like, I want to watch you. But YouTube also has a very clear way to get monetized. Mm -hmm. More clear than TikTok. I don't do any sponsorships. I don't get any money from anyone to talk about anything. And even if I could, I can't because I'm a journalist and it'd be a conflict of interest. But even if I could, I wouldn't take every sponsorship that comes my way mm -hmm. because I like my viewers. Right. And, I and just, you like the freedom to share whatever is on your mind and that how you want to. And I also just don't want to oversaturate them with like yeah. things they don't care about. Yeah. Right? Like here's this other product that I was just I just found out about last week because they emailed me like I don't right. use that product. Mm -hmm. But there's been companies that I actually do use their product. And if I could do sponsorships, I would consider using them because there's some mm -hmm. of them are stuff that ends up in my vlogs anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I could just 
read a script about it too, and then get some extra yeah. cash. But I can't do that. And that's totally fine. And I don't necessarily want to do that because I do this for fun. Yeah. Like I'm not looking to do this to make it my career necessarily. So it's just, this is your artistic time. outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And to like, I love being part of the CrossFit community. I, I can actually validate that because I've asked Amanda to do work for us. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and she's turned us down and, and primarily because of her schedule and everything else. Yes, but I, yeah, but I, I, to be honest with you, I really admired that when, because it's an indication of your, where you're coming from when you're delivering this content, it's mm -hmm. really out of your heart and yeah. your desire to, to do something cool. And that's usually when the best product gets made. I love connecting with the CrossFit community. Yeah. Like CrossFit has changed my life and I think it's changed a lot of people's lives. No question. Yeah. We're in agreement on that. And it does sound a little culty when I say that, but that's okay. I, know. I mean, <laughs> where's the culture? <laughs> right. But it's the same, it's the same reason why Jamie and I do this. Yeah. We're just, we're not making any money doing this. Yeah. This is fun. It's you, fun to talk you guys about should this. get a sponsor. <laughs> Who wants to sponsor PR's all day podcast? Toyota Walnut Creek. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Since we all have Toyotas here. <laughs> I don't. I have yeah. a Subaru. Yeah. And I you love know, it. Um, <laughs> who asked? Oh, Vindicate asked. And then uh, Doc Spartan, uh, my buddy Dale King at Doc Spartan. They've been on the, uh, they were on Shark Tank, but they make a um, hand care product. Oh, and, okay. And, but mostly, uh, and it, and pro part of the proceeds go to help veterans. So, oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's actually a pretty cool product. A lot of podcasts have sponsorships. I think people yeah. are really forgiving of that because, yeah. They anticipate hearing a sponsorship in a podcast. I look Some at kind of a product. Savon, yeah. Savon too started his podcast from the same place. Like he just yeah. wanted to get out mm -hmm. there and give content related to CrossFit and help CrossFit. And then he only accepted sponsorships. And we, we, I said, yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll sponsor you. And he didn't even ask for money. Yeah. He just put yeah. us up. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, That's it's cool. a good place to start from. And, it, and now he's big time with California he, hormones. Big time. Yeah. California. <laughs> He, yeah, um, big sponsor, and he he's one of those ones that produces content every day, every and day. I, and I think it's I think you're right about I think he when he doesn't have, well he he schedules way in advance and he does do mm -hmm. call in shows, and I can't keep up with it. It was actually a little bit frustrating. Yes. I told him this I was like, like I can't keep so up. So much. I look at him differently now though. I don't look at him as. But when he first started, it was like, oh, Savancho, I want to catch Savancho, I want to catch it. Now I'm Me like, too. now what I do is. Um, I need something to listen to on my drive or when, you know, when I got free time, I'll scroll to him and go to his podcast and scroll through his podcast and go, Ooh, I want to hear that one. Yep. So I'm, I'm basically surfing through his content to find what I want to listen to rather than fo focusing on trying to listen to every single one of his pieces. Yeah. But it's kind of like what I was saying earlier. Like even if I make them long, people can choose to watch what they want to watch and not watch what they don't want to watch. It's the same thing with Savant. Like he doesn't necessarily think every video has to get 20,000 views. Right. Because they don't. Not every single one of his videos gets that many views. That's just not what he's looking for. He wants to do what he wants to do and he enjoys doing it. And if it gets a couple of views, it gets a couple of views. And I don't think it really bothers him. Yeah. Not that I know. I can't speak for Savan. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, uh, who's a Savan fan, I think listens to. Yeah, he follows me too. Yeah, he did what he said. Did you see? Yeah, he's glad you made it. You guys didn't know oh, you wow. guys had celebrities on the podcast. <laughs> Definitely don't consider myself a celebrity. <laughs> Bruce, you're a good dude. But thank you, Bruce. Yeah. The, um, so your target is two a week yes. and do you plan the content way in advance or are you doing the content? It depends. Sometimes there's things that pop up that are just relevant to do. Like I did a video that got a bunch of views on Tia Claire to me being mm -hmm. pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
do you think I planned that in advance? No. Like, I, <laughs> I would have had no way to know yeah, she was going to yeah. post that. And I videoed it right after I saw. As soon as you, as soon as. As soon as I saw the broke, Instagram. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, sometimes you just got to take advantage of it, what's I, out there. I like yeah. that. And it's, it's, it's not trying to be opportunistic as much as it is. That's what's on your mind right now. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, same thing when I saw T2 was praying, but also when I started doing the workouts, I'm like, holy crap. Like, and, yeah. and I talked to a lot of people about it. Like, it's very, you want to talk about it. And we do that here with, mm -hmm. with this is it's, I, I look at my email that I sent the night before in my email, there's an editorial section always in my email that I send out to, to our community and to affiliates. It goes out to now 5,000 people. But I always have an ed I have an editorial section in the beginning of it. That editorial section I come up with in the last minute, and yeah. it's usually what's top of mind. And my, in that, in the case of yesterday, it was I was seeing all these pictures coming. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like, oh, I'm gonna write about that. Yeah. And it's, and and it's something that I'm talking to people about as well. So I think it helps make the content more engaging. Yep. When it's super quick like that, where you're picking up on it. And like I said, I like to be authentic. I don't right. want things to be overly curated. I want mm -hmm. to talk about what I'm thinking about and how, I mean, there's some things I think about more than others, right? There's some things right. I do like to process before I put it out there. But I think that there is a certain relatability about feeling like you're just having a conversation with the audience versus like, I wrote this down and it's, rewrote this and rewrote more, this. way more transparent. Yeah. So I, and I don't like write scripts. I have ideas. Sometimes I have notes when it's like something like I'm recapping an event. I'll make sure I put notes on it that like what I want to make sure I mention certain bullet points. Yeah. But like, I don't write everything word for word right? because that, and that like, even when it comes to speaking on air and speaking yeah. on podcasts, speaking on tape, any type of tape, you don't want to like write down exactly word for word, what you're going to say. Usually if you want it to come off authentic, if you want it to come off like you're reading, you can do that. But if you want it to come off naturally, just trust that, you know, whatever you're trying to, relay one podcast one video log that you did that i was very impressed with because i know it was a struggle it was very difficult for you and I, I think you put a tremendous amount of pressure on yourself by putting it in a your video log was when you did the cold plunge oh yeah <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> because I, was like, I was nervous i didn't want to get in there i think about the first time i did my cold plunge i like i literally i stood there just my legs and i kind of eased down and i think i got to my stomach and i was like it's got this just got and I, I'll, this tomorrow tomorrow go. go tomorrow go but when you if you put it if you know you're gonna put it on a vlog you're gonna be then you you're, you have to do yeah. it yeah then yeah. you have to do it yeah it forces you to do yeah. things sometimes so that you don't want to do I, I, so, I, so i wouldn't have do it i wouldn't have done that <laughs> Well, but that was impressive. Like yeah. you knew, I was thinking, oh, she's got to do this now because she's got the video on her. <laughs> I started like hyperventilating, but then it also felt like I went in and I was like facing the wrong way. And I'm like trying to rotate oh, yeah, towards right. the camera because <laughs> Which, realized, and you don't want to move in that thing because it is yeah, colder. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, worse yeah. when you start moving. But I, but I didn't want my my back of my head to be towards the camera, so I'm like rotating in the water. As you were doing it too, I was worried because I have it on. I have that ice barrel set on a timer to cool oh, it and off. filter it. Yeah, times on, times off. But if you're in it and it comes when it on, kicks on and it starts pushing the, the cold it starts, air on you. it starts cold pushing water. cold water, it starts moving that thing, it's really uncomfortable. And I, as you're getting in, I'm like, oh, please don't. Have that come on. Please don't <laughs> have that. All come of a sudden, on just like spray on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might make it good on the video. Though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just all of a sudden, just here it comes. Honestly, I embrace most things. Like, yeah. I don't care if things go wrong. Mm -hmm. I also yeah. posted um, 23.3 where I just like bombed the workout. And I'm like, well, this is what I did. And yeah. uh, it was disappointing and it wasn't good. And I failed it and I look stupid. And uh, but we all look like that. And stupid is probably the wrong word. But we all 
vulnerable. He looks vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you Google Amanda Hari newscaster, one of the videos that will pop up right up top because it's the most watched video is the time she was attacked in San Francisco while doing a video broadcast. Yes. Really? No. Yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> um, I don't like to think of it as attacked. Don't. And I was talking, actually, a guard brought this up to me. I have bodyguards now at work <laughs> after this. Um, but a guard came up to me and was like, you know, you were assaulted. And I usually don't think about that like that. I usually just think of it as like I was pushed. I was pushed by a person who came up behind me while I was working alone. I had no guard or photographer. I was live on TV and someone came up behind me who was likely experiencing homelessness and just sort of shoved me. And it was rattling and yeah. scary in the moment because I was focused on the broadcast. I heard something going on behind me. Like I heard sounds. She learned to turn tune that out. So you can see. Yeah, be, well, yeah. Because all the time there are people that like do stupid stuff behind you. Yeah. Usually it's like kids that think yeah, they're right. funny and start yelling stuff. So like you can't turn around and like acknowledge that every time it happens, it happens like way more often than you'd mm -hmm. like to think less often now, because we work with security guards a lot more right. than we did in the past, but you just have to like keep moving and keep going. Cause usually this will, Every other time it's happened, they just go away. Except for this time, this guy shoved me. And it was on TV. So It was live, it, too? It was live, yeah. Was oh, live. yeah. If it wasn't live, we wouldn't have put it on TV. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's true. We, we wouldn't have, like, we wouldn't have published have that. News. Yeah, we wouldn't have published that. So, yeah, yeah it that, was live. That said, though, it was during a time and not too far away from when there were recent attacks that resulted in injuries to uh, reporters in the Bay Area. Yeah. There's the one that, in Oakland. And, and that, that was literally a month before two months before yeah i mean we have a lot of there's there's security issues in the bay area yeah and but you handled it well what my point was going to be is that you handled it really well and and you acted almost nonplussed about it. i mean you were you were clearly rattled but it you know you didn't turn it into something that it yeah i mean you just have to keep she moving. rolled with the punches yeah she that, with punches. <laughs> but that's like with everything though like that's yeah. like i don't mind being caught on air like or in a video with things not going ideally well right because i think if i did like if I, every vlog i posted had me being great and accomplishing things perfectly and winning then people wouldn't find it as relatable yeah people wouldn't subscribe as much people wouldn't watch as much because you know what, what, were they, what were they watching for? How much do you put on your Instagram related to your vlog? Do you do all the snippets and the small cuts and all no, that stuff? No, I had in the past. Um, when I first started, I put more stuff on my Instagram stories and posted about every single video and things like that. But I think most of the time, the people who are watching are the people that are finding it on YouTube. Coming in through, right, coming coming in through, through YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And I just don't want to saturate it with like right. my Instagram with all the time. It just being posts about like, here's another video. Here's yeah. another video. Here's yeah. another video. It's fine if that's what you want to do, if that's what one person wants to do. But because I do multiple things, like I'm also work for Cron and I mm -hmm. do like, I don't just do CrossFit. Yeah. I don't want to make it just CrossFit. Well, there's a lot of CrossFit on my Instagram. I just don't want it to be like, I'm forcing that down mm -hmm. people's throats, yep. you know? Yeah. I got it. Like, so my YouTube is primarily CrossFit and occasionally some other stuff. People sometimes ask for some other stuff too. So I sometimes do some other things. One of my most watched videos also is about uh, me deciding to leave San Francisco and move out of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Right. And that gets views all the time. So sometimes I'll do things that aren't necessarily fitness related yeah. or obviously fitness related. Um, but I think that your audience is mostly where your audience is. Yeah. So like your Instagram audience, your Instagram audience. 
your YouTube audience, your YouTube audience. You can occasionally pull people over, but it's not as easy as you think. And a lot of TikTokers now, especially with the. It's super helpful, by the yeah, way. That's a really this good. is really. <laughs> this is where I'm learning right now. Like a lot of TikTokers right now are trying to expand, especially yes. with all the uncertainty yeah, with what right. might happen with TikTok and Congress and things like that. Right. And a lot of TikTokers, not all of them, but some of them have trouble moving over to YouTube. YouTube. A lot of people want to move to YouTube because I kind of mentioned this before, but the monetization strategy of YouTube is very simple. Like to get monetized, there's not a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. They tell you exactly what you want to, need to do and you have to do it. Yeah. That's it. There's no like, well, what is the real way to get there? Like, it's obvious. You need a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours over a year. Mm. That's it. And you need to make original content because then they, they check your channel to make sure you're not reposting you're other not, people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's no copyright and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it has to be your stuff. You have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. That's all you need. And other avenues like Instagram and TikTok, it's not as clear what you need to get them to allow you to run ads on stuff. So because YouTube is so simple, a lot of people do want to move people over to YouTube. But a lot of TikTokers who do these trends and people only follow them because they like their dance video or their latest like prank, they don't follow well to YouTube because they don't want to see it's 10 minutes from these people. It's a different form, right? Like yeah. you've got the long yeah. form versus the short. And not short all these foot. people can be engaging yeah, for right. 10, 15, 20 minutes because they just, that's not what they specialize in. Yeah. And I don't know if I could be engaging like Harold can for 30 seconds. Right. It's a different thing. Different skill. Yeah. yeah. That's important for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We do in I mean, I think you guys would be great and... TikTok dancers. Do <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? You guys should oh, on there. <laughs> Craig, maybe, yeah. Do the, uh, the trends. Uh, your next episode that's coming out that you worked on last night, you revealed to us before this podcast. It's already started. up. It's already up. <laughs> <laughs> it went up this morning at 6 a.m. I was still sleeping, but I uh, scheduled it for then. She worked She worked till 2.30 in the morning doing this. Yeah, because after work, I had to do work on this. A passion project. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, related to a local competition that she did yeah. with another of our members, uh, Kennedy Kissick. I'm a t our teen athlete. Yeah, she makes me feel old. <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> she's, she's a junior in high school. I know. I know. I, I feel like I've had so much it's kind of a drip. Yeah. It so many is. different experiences that she hasn't had yet. But I think like I look at her and I'm like, she has so much life ahead of her. Yes. And she's crossfitting young, which yeah, sets her up for young. Really good things. Yeah. yeah. I just look at it. I look at it from the perspective every time I come in and I see her, she's got a, she's got a 175 clean now, I think. She's gotten strong. I know. Yeah. Maybe she's 180 strong. or something. I remember yeah, when, oh yeah, 180 and she's going overhead with like 165, 170. And I'm like, oh. Here we go. Yeah, it's just, she's gonna just quickly pass. In the next six months, she's gonna she's gonna pass me. That's yeah. my goal. Uh, yeah, I know. That's not gonna happen though because <laughs> I'm I'm weak. I'm working on it. No, you're still constantly but, working. But that it. local competition uh, and how that's and how some, that's it? something we've tried to encourage our members. You, you know, over the over our entire yeah. history, of Diablo is to participate. This because it's fun. Duties. It's a way to show your fitness yeah. and the community at those things are awesome. Um, did it, good experience. Do you encourage others to do it? It was a great experience. And uh, it was the first time that I ended up on a podium uh, and uh, and finished last. And finished last. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> how many how many teams do you think there were? Oh. Of two in her. Three. There were three teams and we finished third. Oh. So she's on the podium. I'm on the podium. Made it. And last. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it was and a I've small never, turnout then. I've never done either of those things before, been on the podium or been last in a competition. So, you know, check two things <laughs> off my bucket list at the same time. Someone's got to be last, right? And the experience was... It was great. It was a great competition. It was run really well. Um, a lot of times I feel like local competitions can get behind on yep. time, like things get delayed. They were ahead. We finished oh, before cool. we were supposed to finish. Yeah. And there were a ton of teams in the scale division. Mm. It was called BAM. I think it's called Badass in the Making. Uh, okay. And uh, that where, was the scale. Where was it at? Woodland, California. Okay. It's like headed towards Sacramento, Yuba yeah, yeah, City yeah. area. Um, it's not technically in our market. Um, okay. Not that people know or care about yeah. what that is. <laughs> but uh, it was run really well, which was nice. Uh, there were nice like prizes. I didn't realize we were get prizes on the podium. Basically a prize for showing up. That's I made great. my money back for paying for that competition. That's fantastic. And uh, it was like, you know, it was all good. It's if you're really like a stickler about standards and judging, sometimes local competitions might not be the best place you, to feel that way. Maybe just like leave that stuff at home yeah, because you gotta go good, prepared. Good, just well, for that. Well, well said. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Because it's just local. It's not to qualify for anything else. Like it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. So it's different than when you're, you know, it, trying to make the games even in the open when you're trying to meet standards and like they have standards there we had some different standards actually with uh the wall walks your hand had to be in front of the line when you started as opposed to touching the line okay and someone who's five three that made it much yeah was it a standard line all the way across yeah oh boy. it was like a 55 inch line but instead of like your fingertips have to touch the front of the line it had to be in front of like my end of my palm that's a reach had to be in front. Yeah. yeah i went to kick back on the wall and like the wall was far <laughs> away <laughs> i'm like that was awkward that yeah. looked awkward um, but it could still do it, which is great. But if somebody maybe was like five one or five yeah, foot, it might be real hard. That's interesting, though, be, from a perspective of leveling the playing field. Meaning, uh, I mean, the open center short, is pretty level. Well, well, I understand, but shorter athletes have an advantage, right? They have. Oh, for, I see. What, I see what you're saying. Right, yeah. just in general, yeah, leverage wise. Yeah, leverage wise. Mm -hmm. So if you bring that line out a little further, it makes it a little harder for them to get started. Then it would the be tall a good, athletes who have long levers. There was also. It would be a good um, balance between a tall athlete and a short athlete with thrusters and then the wall walk. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Further, you have to travel with You're it. Killing well, me. There was also burpees to a target. And that target was 88 okay. inches standard across standard across, awesome. which is also it. higher for me. I love yeah. that. But then like, so Kennedy was a little bit upset about the change standard on the wall walk because she wasn't used to that. She's like, yeah. why are they doing a standard? And what I told her was like, listen, we're all dealing with the same change. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's all of us have to adapt to the same thing. Even so, playing field. Yeah. yeah. And same thing. We had a 10 foot target for our wall balls. Mm -hmm. Again, everyone has to deal with that. It's yeah. not like they're saying, there's a difference when sometimes you have a judge who's asking you to do more than someone else. Yes. I can see how that's frustrating because that person next to you doesn't have to complete the rep that way. Yep. But if we all have to do it, we all have to do it. It is one of the beauties of CrossFit affiliates in general is that we're free to create an environment. Yeah. All I have to do is make sure I do CrossFit here and here to the CrossFit uh, methodology. Mm -hmm. But I, I can make this business however I want it to be. And I think it's the same with these local comps. Yep. Mm -hmm. They have the freedom to do what they want. As long as it's CrossFit, and we've seen some stuff, and 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 I, I love what you said about the the judging. You kind of have to put that aside. Local affiliates, we want more local concerts because that yeah that, that encourages more people to participate. It gives them a chance to show what they can do with CrossFit, demonstrate their fitness. Also, it encourages uh, uh, athletes that may want to participate at a higher level. That's the like Justin Medeiros, uh, Matt Fraser. All of these guys started in mm -hmm. local comps. 
those local those affiliates can't do those local comps without volunteer judges. Yeah. And it's and scary to be a judge. Yes, and volunteer judges just there's going to be stuff they're going to miss. Mm -hmm. There's going to be stuff that they aren't going to want to say to people. And you you have to learn to rise above. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 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 compete as it is and know that some some workouts you're going to get judged more harshly than others and other workouts you might not be. They probably, they might give you a couple of your no reps. Yeah, mm -hmm. you just have to deal with it and you just have to take the wins and take the losses and ultimately remember like we're all just having fun and it's such a privilege to be able to do this sort of stuff there's a lot of people who can't physically do it That's or really don't feel confident enough to do it i had a coach at one of my gyms one of the many gyms i've been a part of this was in madison wisconsin her name was michelle and every time we started a workout she said like remember you get to do this so like as we started the yeah. workout she reminded us that like this is a privilege yeah, that's a really good perspective. When we get mired in the weeds, we forget that. Yeah, yeah. We, we're mired yeah. in the details of, and, and and I get it at the semifinal level, especially it's super important. And right? then it's also a lot of those people's profession. Yeah, they and put a lot of time. It's and effort different. And it is different. Yeah, invest a lot of time and money even to prepare for that stuff. Right. For most people, this is fun. It's meant to better yourself. It should be like the best hour of your day. Right. It shouldn't be the thing that you go home and stress about. Right. Because like you should want to do better, sure, and you should challenge yourself. But to go home and be like, oh, I can't believe I, I failed that snatch. Yeah. Um, right. I can't sleep tonight. Right. Like ultimately, well, one, half people you know don't know what a snatch is or think it's something <laughs> totally different. So uh, they don't care. And, yeah. and even if you told them what you could snatch and explain what it was, they'd think that was impressive. Right. Even if you said it was 55 pounds, they'd be like, whoa, you can do that? Right. And you're like, that's, that's easy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the, the very top, top athletes are probably snatching 50 pounds more and they leave no doubt. <laughs> yeah. You know. But like, also you shouldn't compare yourself to somebody who's That's right. likely younger than you, um, yeah. who's likely spending all day working on this, who like, it's not just the hours they put in the gym. It's 24 hours a day. It's their lifestyle. That yeah. They're living yeah. to, to be able to do that, to sleep eight yeah. hours to, or 10 hours to make sure you're eating correctly, to make sure you're putting as much time recovering in as you are actually working out. Like most people who do this to the local class or, you know, just their gym's class, they're not doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How was the community there when, you know, where you guys were hanging out and the people that were there? <laughs> well, it was mostly this one gym CrossFit Firefly. Oh, yeah. I know those guys. From, is it Ukiah? Yeah, Ukiah. Yeah. Um, which was weird because that wasn't the gym we were at. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that gym was two hours away. Other too. Yeah, they have. And they came here for the for the meetings that we've yeah. had here with Castro and others. Yeah. But they uh, they were really into it. And they like had a big group where they like would gather around, like hype each other up. And oh, uh, that's cool. it was interesting, though, because, again, that wasn't the gym we were at. And yeah. the gym that gym is farther away from the gym we were at. than this gym is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that Ukiah, so that it's, it's way up in like near it's like deep. towards Chico. It's, yes. Ukiah. Yeah. It's like up north. I was going to say it's further than that. Well, it's past Chico, but it's, yeah. it's well, closer it's to yeah, 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 closer, closer to, to that Chico area than, than yeah, it is yeah, yeah, to yeah. Sacramento no, where yeah, we were. True, true. Yeah. yeah. So they were, they came out full force and, and everybody uh, was nice. And yes. And so also the event was a Girls Gone Rx event and it oh, was to like. raise money for breast cancer. Um, and there was a woman, I believe, from CrossFit Firefly that had metastatic breast cancer. Oh, okay. Um, and she spoke for a little bit. The event raised over $9,000 for breast oh, cancer. Wow. Yeah. So there was like more meaning behind it mm -hmm. and likely more meaning 
for why so many people showed up to support the event. So yeah. that was really cool. And that's another example of how CrossFit can help people beyond just like getting you fit, but also like bringing people together for a cause and trying to support, you know, something that needs support. Yeah. In Diablo CrossFit and we do, we run charity events every year, but we've raised over in our career over oh, a couple hundred thousand dollars in, in charity money. Yeah. yeah. And, and every affiliate does it every single foot like it's it's again it's a common that's a common theme uh throughout crossfit mm -hmm. it's yeah. really remarkable we have wad events then we also have like even hero wads that just remember people right and sometimes people do those with a donation oh, involved yeah. towards, do, they'll, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do memorial day murph and our members give to the, the to, murph foundation, foundation yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so no it's it's it's, it's just an amazing <laughs> thing about crossfit it's part of the results of building a community of people that want to support each other. Yes. And um, I think that's why CrossFit and the CrossFit community is really special and special beyond just the games. And although the games may like bring a lot of people in, because I'm sure a lot of people that walk into the gym, some of them yeah. saw the CrossFit games, especially when it used to be on ESPN. ESPN, people would flip through and see, oh, what is this weird thing? Yeah. And uh, then comes to their local box and find out they can do the same things the athletes are doing and that's something unique even about the games though like if you want to relate it back to the average crossfitter we can take every single one of those crossfit games wads and scale it yep. and try it like to compare and to see and there's very few or almost no sports where most of the people who watch the sport compete in the sport or do the sport yeah, regularly right. yeah. yeah it yeah. is again we just another example of how experienced and professional Amanda is. Yeah. Is she just tied back everything? She just brought it all <laughs> the way back home to what we started with at the beginning of this conversation. Like literally just kind of summed it up and brought it all back home. Well, it's like a storytelling type thing, yes. right? Yeah. You're good at telling <laughs> stories. And that's that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of why I got into I mean, that's what broadcasting. you're doing right here. You're doing a story on your basically your life, your experience within this community. And trying to tell people why I love CrossFit. Yeah. And I think that's important. And I think oh, it's important it to is. well, it's why I think CrossFit is just yeah. and I tell this, I say this over and over again, and I sound like a cultist, but I think over the next 10 years it's just it's gonna take off, especially mm -hmm. after the last three years where people were pulled away from communities and had to be indoors and didn't have a chance to and now they got to get it back out and reestablish those relationships. And a lot of people are work from home, so they don't have the chance to mm -hmm. do that at work. They're looking for the place to do that. I think CrossFit's a place to do them. And the side benefit is you do it in an environment that's gonna make you healthy and fit. Yeah. And I really hope you're right about that because there has been like Andrew Hiller came out and said he thinks CrossFit's going to be dead in three years. Did you guys see so. that? No, I, 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 I feel that. like CrossFit's been doing such a good job at like pushing forward. Yeah. When, did well, it, when did he publish that? That was, that a, was a while that ago. Was a while ago. But, oh, yeah, but, but what I do want to say about that is CrossFit has experienced ebbs and flows. Yes. And that just happens. Yep. And that doesn't mean it's dying because no. something, you know, there's some down years. I mean, lots of things have down years. I don't think, yeah. I think that's jumping to a conclusion that is unfair. And when I come into Diablo and I see all the people here doing CrossFit, when there's I see no we have somebody who's in her 70s yeah. doing the open, I don't think this is dead. Yeah. 
And, and, and she has no idea who Andrew Hiller is. She does not. And so do and a lot of people at this gym probably don't have any idea who Andrew no. Hiller is. And, and I think with Andrew, it's. But he's, it's, he's a nice guy. He's No, he's an amazing guy. And he's done amazing things he for. Has, for sure. Uh, adherence to standards within CrossFit. He's done a lot of things. And, and like I said, CrossFit is listening and they see these things. Um, but I think he, you, when if you get too mired in the comments, mm. it can drag you down. In the, and within within the comments on those posts and those things, there's there's a lot of unnecessary negativity. But that's social media in general. Yeah, and you have to take the good with the bad. I mean, that's I get right. negative comments on some of my videos too. I did a video on some of the things I was disappointed in right. with this CrossFit season, and I mentioned I was I thought it was reckless um, right. for Ricky Garrard to be doing mountain bike jumps. Uh, what is going on with that idea? That was and, terrible. And people comment like, well, mountain biking happens at the games. I mean, not it does, but not jumps. that way. And, yeah. and they're like, well, what if jump shows up this year? It wouldn't. <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> it just wouldn't. That's what I think, too. But even if it did, like, he'd already be the most prepared to do it. Right. He doesn't yeah. need to be risking. Like, he had the potential to win the games. He yeah. could have just thrown out three hundred and ten thousand yeah. dollars, and that's on the low end, end because end. he'll get more sponsorships if he had won the games. Well, yeah. what so, did Tia make last yeah. year? She was like over six hundred thousand oh, yeah. or something. And you like have that. you have to also and, add and in the fact that's just prize each, money. That's each, not yeah. event. each event you get prize money yeah. for. So, no. like, it just it was reckless. Yeah. And I understand he has yeah. to have fun and he likes doing it, and it, I get that. But this close. There's an off semifinals. Yeah. There's an off season for that. Yeah, like, this is not it, the time. It's just like in any other sport. Like you play, you you would sign a contract. Like I'm not going to do anything risky. That's going to put me. I literally my, pointed that out, yeah. but people were people didn't my like brother, that. My brother, that's, my that's, brother. That's just how it is. My though. brother played 12 years of professional yeah. football, and within his contract were things that he was not allowed to do. Probably not mountain season. biking. Yeah. I remember when we were in grid, we went on a hike and got in trouble because it was a sketchy fucking hike. Wait, yeah. I think it's so like I remember watching grid. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in CrossFit who don't even know what grid is. Yeah. But I do. We're going to do a whole. I'm glad you do know. We're going to do. We're going to do a whole. I had a shirt for the New York Rhinos. Oh, you did. Okay. I lived in. I was in Syracuse at that time. I lived in New York. So I'm from New Jersey. What people don't know is Annie Thor's daughter was on that team. Yeah. So was Matt Crazer. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. Well, they were going to get Matt, but no, he was on the Rhinos. Was he? That was the first year. Remember, it was like after he took second at the games. Yeah, he played. At the end of one of those races, I remember it was like 15 burpee over bar. It was like three boxes. Yeah. I can't remember which race it was, but after that, he was puking his guts out just because of how hard you go in those things. We need to, we're going we we to, we should do a whole episode on oh, grid. Not yeah. we, but you guys. Yeah. I don't know why I'm adding myself. Hey, me, hey, me too. Sounds like you're a fan of it. Like you enjoyed it. Let's, let's yeah. get some. Oh, it's so fun this. to watch. Yeah. We, we are going to do a whole, really, we are going to do a whole episode. We got to get like, Justin we were talking, we were talking about like that. that, um, just the other day with Jackson and Christian in yeah. the front room. And it, just like the whole thing was, did they know about grid? Uh, Christian did. He said it, it, he didn't have really great things to say about it. Because of the fact that some of the stuff that was being done was just kind of silly. Like the butterfly bar muscle-ups or butterfly muscle-ups? Being Not one of them. Being one of them. Um, but just the whole concept of how you strategize as a team and you play your players the way you know, your team is going to be able to win that particular race. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool things about it that just... Oh, there's some really, really cool things. But be, it's it's so you just have you have to, to follow it enough the, to at the, least understand the, the creator of yeah. each race. Tony Budding is a media guy. Yeah, and he and he studied intently what makes a sport successful, the elements that it needed, danger, 
it needed a predictability. It needed a villain. It needed, um, you needed to be able to, his, his one big concept was you needed to walk out of the room, go get a beer, come back and understand what was happening and who was in the lead. Yep. Like those kinds of things. So were elements that, that I would argue that CrossFit has borrowed from like the mm -hmm. ladders and those mm -hmm. types of things. It oh, was, for sure. it was really well done and yeah. it was too far ahead of its time unfortunately yeah that was really a high point of crossfit though like that time yes. like 2014 15 yeah. 16 yes. like people were very excited about crossfit and it was growing so much but also on the storytelling aspect well of the event um dave was very big into that like yes. when it comes to the way he programmed events yeah. at the games making sure people could tell where people are on on the floor, how far along they are. Yeah. He had the things like those pylons that you'd move from yep. space to space. Like there was a reason he did a lot of the things he did to make sure that if someone went to go get a snack in the middle of the event, they can come back to watch and know where people are on the floor, who's in the lead and all that stuff. That was something he very much focused on. Yeah. Except for that rowing event that was forever. Uh, okay. I mean, that's but still, even the he, rowing there event, there was a screen. Yeah. yeah, but I just meant like you can go get dinner and yeah. come back and see that. <laughs> he and you the reason to, why it was on a Wednesday. You could have dri driven to Milwaukee and came back and still <laughs> <laughs> and still figured out who was in the lead and where we were. True that. Well, we'll have to do that episode sometime soon. You should. There's still grid, Florida grid league. Oh, yeah, Florida. Grid, oh, yeah. And, like, and it is, it is, it's flourishing it's, it's and thriving over it's there. Now the American grid league. Oh, the oh, American really? grid yeah. league. They've changed the American grid. Interesting. League. He actually Mather called me because he used to. He used. He to was, the own, he was the owner of the Miami Surge, but he called me recently to ask me what he thought CrossFit's take was on grid and whether or not he was still on the bad side of CrossFit mm -hmm. or or is, would, is CrossFit. Yeah. We were worried about okay, getting blacklisted from participating. Uh, worried about losing affiliation. Yeah. I do think I, I don't know. You Craig would know a lot better than me, but I feel like they may be more receptive to it now because I feel like there's some different people in yes. positions now yeah. that would probably be more open to the idea of it. But that's that's only my outsider no, and your opinion. And, and you have good intuition because I think you, it's the same thing. All of those athletes that are doing grid are, are doing CrossFit. Yeah. Or, or the, uh, training CrossFit in order to mm -hmm. play grid. And it gives people who train CrossFit something else um, to work towards other than just the game. So yeah. if you get more people doing CrossFit to train for something, right? Yeah. And so that was our original contention. So what's that? That was what we originally, yeah. that's what the original concept was too. It's like, this is another outlet. Well, but you, the point you made though, relative to that, was it was at the time when CrossFit Games was just hot. On fire. It was crazy. Hot. Yeah, and it so was. they wanted to squash any attempt at competition and wanted to they were also dealing with a lot of that NSCA stuff too. Yeah, there were there's a battle at the time. They were prepared to they were worried that Tony Budding, who really knew mm -hmm. and had the keys to the CrossFit vault, they were worried that he was trying to create another CrossFit. And that's a justifiable concern. Well, there was a conversation about does the CrossFit Games need a competition? Like, do they need a competitor in that? Well, we have CrossFit Games essentially. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Just like just to continue to elevate that right. sport. We have the Nopen now. Have you guys seen that? Okay. Yes, I did <laughs> what is that. the Nopen? Oh, you haven't seen that? I haven't Andrew, seen Andrew Hiller. It's currently happening. You're yeah. not doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Hiller started his own competition to oh, show how okay. things could be done. Oh, okay. Got it. And he's, it's called the Nopen. And open, but not open. Yeah, open. Yeah, 
creative he's a he's a creative marketer he's he's done a great job he's done a great job and And he's brought attention to things that that a lot of things that needed attention yes and you mentioned with grid league and trying to make the best sport to make the sport successful and one thing you mentioned was a villain and that's Mm. something that crossfit has struggled with like finding the damn nice (laughs) but maybe hiller yes is playing the role in some ways of this villain that was really my point oh i think tommy hackenbrook tried to step into that role for a little bit when he was trying to like beat rich yes he was like i'm gonna beat rich froning that was like his big thing yes and he was trying to step into that villain role and uh he he didn't quite accomplish his goal he did You'd be, oh, he did. Okay, he did. you're it's right. You're right. CrossFit you. Um, there's that photo of Rich Froning in second place Just and looking a sour face. <laughs> you are right. It did happen later though yeah. than when yeah, he was yeah, yeah. playing. That's, that is When true. I was thinking of him true. playing the villain, was when he was an individual. Yeah. But yes, he did do it, and I think a lot of people forget that yeah. Mayhem Freedom came in second yeah. after winning the game. So yeah. one of the one of the original founders of CrossFit or of Diablo CrossFit, uh, apologize. Uh, one of the original founders of Diablo CrossFit, uh, Rob Barnum. Um, who we bought out in the first year because he needed the money for his movie production business. Wow, cool. Um, now is a very successful movie producer. It worked out. Yeah. Oh, it worked out. Nice. It worked out really well for him. You should have <laughs> bought stock <laughs> in his. <laughs> you should have bought stock <laughs> in his movie production. You should just melded it all You're together. Right. So he. So we got together recently because he still he has a house here in Pleasant Hill, but we got together recently. Um, and he talked about the need that he goes, my observation with respect to CrossFit and CrossFit games. And then agree. He also tied it into grid. He says, you guys need a villain. You need bad guys. Yeah. Cause you don't have any bad guys. You think about every sport, you know, whether it's even, even in baseball, but he goes, you get into basketball, but you get into MMA, especially, yeah. or you get it. And then you get into wrestling and he goes, they thrive on the, the battles and the good guy versus the bad guy. But even in these other sports we're talking about, like the NFL and the NBA, like there are different bad guys, like who you think is the bad guy could be different for each person. Right. Right. Because like, if you're from, I'm from like the New York city area. Right. So like the new England teams were the bad guys. Like we just thought of them as the bad guys. (laughs) So I think it, like there is a bad guy in all those sports. And that's not something you have really in CrossFit because you don't have like, we hate this person or this city you know so like the bad guys naturally happen in a lot of the sports Mm -hmm. and then the ones that you also mentioned mma and things like that you have to produce a bad guy in that one it doesn't happen in such an organic way of like just where your location is is it is it a bad guy or is it more of like a rival because like from from a rival standpoint you have like people that might be like for example 49ers and seahawks Right? Yeah, like you, they're you, the rivals, so it's like they're the bad guys. You have rivals, the and way. then you have the people that are deflating footballs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> might Touché. be. <laughs> might be bad guys. Right. That's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have the people doing uh, dances on the logo in the middle of the field. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, was Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So. Or yeah, or you're just people celebrating in the overly celebrating overly in the end zone. Yeah, so, okay. celebrating in the end zone. So there are there are some bad guys. Yeah. People who get a lot the of technical villains. fouls on them. Right. Yeah. People, the people who are known for oh. flopping in basketball and just yes. falling down when no one touches them. Yes. Like, yeah. And CrossFit doesn't have CrossFit doesn't have any of that. People who argue with refs. Uh maybe arguing with refs reminds me of Ryan Fisher. I was yeah. just gonna <laughs> say that. There's a villain for you. You're OG. You got, yeah. You got you good stuff. When did you start CrossFit? You, you, 2014. 14. But I studied. But stuff. I studied. Yeah. Like I yeah. I went back. I've watched things. 
I mean, that happened I, with I fish. That was, that was 15, 14, 15, right? Yeah. But like I, when I go in, I go all in. Yeah. You think like the first week I was doing my, uh, <laughs> doing my on-ramp type thing was, uh, regionals at the time. Yeah. I was watching regionals already. Wow. I couldn't even like lift a barbell yet, but I was I like, I gotta, gotta figure out what's going on in this That's thing. That's awesome. Interestingly enough is Ricky Garrard was kind of the bad guy that yes. Oh right. yes. He was a bad guy for a very long time. But, right. I and think he, he won people still, over last year. Yeah, he yeah. did, but still he's kind of the villain ish because of his history. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, you talk around his history, like we can't talk about it, but like, right. I mean, he got in trouble for using performance yeah. enhancing drugs right. when yeah. he was on the podium at the games. Yes. Yeah. So yep. that's a pretty major thing. Yeah, that was. A big but he deal. sat out four years and, and came, came back. back, which he's is the, really impressive. And that does win some people. He's over. the only one to come back from something like no, that. Yeah, too. there's been other people who have been popped yeah. and none of them have come back. because yep. That's a long time to keep training with yeah. no possibility of getting yeah. to the game. That's a really good point. And I'm sure he's taken he took some time off, right? You don't need to train the day some, it happened. He did some mountain biking. He did some mountain biking. <laughs> And then he brought it back. <laughs> wrong time. But that's such a shame. Yeah, there there are a couple villains in CrossFit, but none of them have really made enough, have had enough success. I kind of thought Roman Krennikov could be a villain. I, think I it was, know, but he's I think so it was the Russian way. He is so nice. Such a cool story. He's almost the opposite. Yeah, I know. He's like thing. a hero. I thought the same almost. thing. Something about the way he looks and the oh. fact that he's like Russian. But, but just, now I love the guy. <laughs> I love him too. You're I'm so. That's so I want to see him so win. win. That's what I thought too. I used to but think I'm like, that too. This this the Russian accent and like. <laughs> but then now like he's at the event and he's like smiling, he's smiling and like thumbs up and, he's got and a great translator who's so nice. And I remember him winning that event um, with the skier and the swim. Yeah. And after like he won, he was like. Me? <laughs> yeah, Me? And, it was just, and it was just so endearing. And everybody was so happy for him. And yeah, and it just so he's not the villain is what we figured no, out. He's no. not even close yeah. to the villain. He's like a teddy bear. I mean, the fact he's that like he wasn't even able, able to compete for the first what two or three years. Yeah, yeah. and he's still and was the crossfitting fact that he too. Made it like yeah, some, actually made it into the states to compete. Like he almost didn't make it back into the states, right? And now he's permanently moved yeah. here to pursue this, and yeah, I think that's, that's not a villain. No, it's not. <laughs> a villain. Not, you, that's a success you, story. You, if you anything, know, there, here's a villain, Sean Ramirez. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he signed up for the open because he qualified to yeah because this was you. after after he popped yeah and he didn't he didn't do he didn't do the workouts but he was still able to register right yeah he made the he quote made the quarterfinals but didn't do the workouts uh, i heard there was a fake person that made the quarterfinals too yeah i saw i just saw that um uh <laughs> really yeah uh, sh- uh i think it was hiller put in hiller like some scores in, based on what yes, he thought would i just read that article it, that yeah. was in the morning talk up article but uh he made a fake character and submitted in the in the judge i think it came off eventually i think yeah. they, i think yeah they crossfit the, got they, wind of it do, and you, took it do down. you remember do you remember the 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 open there was a lot of funny well, stuff going on right. in the open there was a do you guy remember opex doing the little plates Yes. That was a villain move. We We're had, we had a few people try inch. that here. We're like, no, nah, it's not going to work. That, that falls yeah, in no, that. No, was, com- uh, what was the, and he fought it to. Yeah. What was that? It was um, the, it's like uncommon equipment. Uncommon yeah. Uncommon, yeah. uncommon clause. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was like, no, you're definitely trying to take advantage of the situation. We, we have our villains that we, that we keep like is... Craig Howard. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Craig is it, great. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. But yeah. So anyway, well, we're, we've gone an hour. This is one of our longest podcasts. I know oh, we're almost long. an hour and a half. Yeah. I was looking for a record. <laughs> well, you made it. I'm just going to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> should go ring the bell. 
Oh yeah, the PR, <laughs> the PR bell. The PR bell. This is also my first like real podcast. Oh really? Oh, no. Yeah. The first and oh, first. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I'm honored. Awesome. And and I am grateful that you came on, even with our Definitely. low average viewership. Um, it's uh, it has been great to have you on. I want to do it again. Only one person has to see this for it to be worth it. Okay. Oh, and you say all the right stuff too. And it just it's good to have a conversation. This is a, fun, and yeah. I think like you know. I get good feedback. We get great feedback from our yeah. members and then people outside the community that, that mentioned that they listen to it and they enjoy the conversation. I as mean, well. the fact that Dave Castro put it out there and Man, said Castro, it's the most influential CrossFit podcast in the yeah, space. For affiliates, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good a guy. I've met him thing. a couple of times. He's They're, very nice. Yeah, and our, our goal is to keep our community apprised of all this yeah. stuff. I love giving them education. Uh, cluing them in on what happened with grid and mm -hmm. and the games how it used to be i love doing that sharing that stuff i love yeah. uh enlightening people in that area and then i also we want to help other affiliates and let them know yeah. how it is that we do things so that maybe they can take something from it and be better themselves yeah when i was a volunteer at the games i was worried i was going to upset dave castro once <laughs> i uh so i was at the games this was 2021 and it was when brooke wells had that was the elbow, right? Had the elbow yeah. injury. And I was a volunteer, so I was right next to the floor. Like, I was on the floor, basically, just right where the athletes walk in and out. And I saw the elbow dislocation, and it, like, got in my head. Yeah. I just ended up, like, I started to see black, and Oof. I fainted. Um, really? But I, <laughs> yeah. So I was watching it happen, and, like, probably two or three minutes went by after it happened. But, like, so it happens, then they're, like, carrying her off yep. she's in the tunnel next to where i'm standing screaming as the medics work on her to put her reset yeah elbow reset. back into its socket and i am like listening to this and we had masks on at this point this was 2021 covid so like i am like looking around and, like all these people's eyes like super wide and the mask and i'm like just trying to like stay calm but like for some reason like this elbow dislocation is bothering me i've, I've dislocated my elbow a couple times oh, too oh, so, so like in my yourself. head it's just really really bothering sure. me and um I went to get my water bottle out of my fanny pack and my hands were shaking. And uh, that was the last thing I remembered. And then I fell backwards onto the person behind me and I woke up in a squat on the ground. Um, oh, wow. Because I was just blacked out. And the person behind me like caught me. Otherwise, I would have hit my head on the concrete. But the water bottle I'd opened dropped and I'd spilled water all over the ground. And I was like, Dave is going to be mad. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the medic who was helping me was like, there are so many things going on. Yeah. Dave doesn't even know this happened. I'm like, he's going to see the spilled water and be like, no one's allowed to have water down there. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not going to be allowed to volunteer again. Wow. And that was my uh, last time on the floor as a volunteer. Wow. That was just and now you're in the media. Now you're in media. Well, I was up in the stands when that happened. I, all of it. I, was, yeah, I heard there terrible. was a couple other medic calls no, for people hear. fainting. Yeah. Oh, so I, I can it, imagine. It wasn't if it just happened to me. You, I would imagine. Yeah. That. yeah so I was also standing though, which doesn't help either. Like I wasn't seated like a lot of people back there. I was like standing up, and I was, and they walked her right past me. Yeah. Like I was feet right from it, front up and center. Well, yeah. She's a fan favorite too. Yeah. And. That's not why I think when it was but. also <laughs> such a such a like a big part of that event, too, because they were in some big weights and there yeah. wasn't a lot of women out there still. No. lifting. She did have that elbow wrap, though. Yeah, there yeah. was something going no, she, on there. No, she, she had, had she had elbow issues. In the yeah. yeah, it wasn't like just she totally has, free. She, you and know? she talks about that, too. Yeah. Well, now you can read her book. That's true. She, I saw that she's writing she a book. Wrote, she, no, she wrote a book. It's yeah, she wrote a book. Done. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. It's not done yet. It's not published yet, is it? Yeah, it's published. Have you read it? No. No. 
Hope she doesn't hear this podcast. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I hope um, no one sends this to her. Right. I'm waiting for the audible version. I went to the, I went to a gym with her actually. Oh. I was a member at a gym that she trained at, uh, T Town CrossFit in Tulsa, Oklahoma, before she moved over to Nashville at Proven or CrossFit East Nashville. Yeah. I, I, the only thing about it is I feel like you just you just basically did all the whole book right there, like. There you go. Yeah. Although uh, no, there's it's a her comeback. Turn. Oh, there's and, a comeback. Okay. And then so she that's probably finishes fifth at the games the next year. Yeah, that's that's true. True. There that's you go. True. Okay. The next year right. after. And she, and so she barely the made it out of semifinals. Yeah. She was only qualified with like one point. Okay. She was one point out of sixth. And she made a big, big move in the, the sandbag clean, right? Yes. Yeah. That was a she, like, no she big, that was she did. She did she win the event? No, no, that's Danny Spiegel. Come on. Yeah. She was like third or something. Third yeah. or fourth. In that she was. Event, right? She was like third in that. Event. Yeah. I think Tia probably came in second. I don't remember for sure. But no, that's there was another girl. <laughs> no, there's was... a small girl. Oh, there. yeah, you're right. It's... I know who it is now. Is it Rebecca Fuselade? No, no. no. Oh, my God. No, it was... yeah. she, no. she barely. She got like the first bag. Yeah. It was uh, Jacqueline Dolstrom. Yes. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Man, you do. Well, know you, well she does. <laughs> she does cover. She does cover. She's good. She knows her stuff. She's good. Yeah, I know a lot of stuff about yeah, CrossFit. We, this we, is why I started the YouTube channel. Though. What am I going to do with all this random knowledge I, I have about CrossFit? Take, I need to utilize uh, it. I don't want to take a lot of your time, but it would be fun to have you in to talk to you about all this stuff, too, because you do. I think We she, need to have you back. Because she knows more about the names uh, of CrossFit so than so we so. do. How <laughs> <laughs> well, they play. Like, she's not know what I do. Damn it. All right. Well, I can hey, out CrossFit a lot of people. Um, we, not all people, we, but a lot of people. We are going to end this. So thank you for being on. Yeah. Greatly yeah, appreciate it. it. This is we, and we would love to have you back if you're done. I would love to be back. Okay, good. Definitely soon. This yeah. is fun for me. Maybe before we will do it before semifinals, okay. before we go down to semifinals. Yeah. Would you, yeah. Would, if would you're you down. down to do that, if you're yeah. up for that, because it'd be cool to talk about, especially since Seattle has a team, it'd be cool to talk about what's going on semifinals. Yeah. For sure. All right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Cool. Thanks. I'll see you next week. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.